1: Welcome back to the Wolverine.com podcast, Clayton Safe here with Chris Ballas and Anthony Broom coming to you on a Sunday, unusual, but a little bit of an emergency type of addition. Some big news here. You never know. We were, we were talking before we went on air. You wake up every day in this job. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, it's been a little busier than expected with Josh Gaddis leaving Michigan as the offensive coordinator to take the same role at Miami, under first year head coach Mario Cristobal, they're you know starting to build something there, but Gaddis, after three seasons, his best one being this past one when uh you know Sharon Moore was promoted up to co and uh you know a lot more involvement from the rest of the staff and it you know culminated in a big ten championship, but he is out the door now as Harbaugh is back. It's been a crazy week if you go back seven days what we the uh you know twists and turns. Harbaugh going to Minneapolis and all of that, but still working on, you know, now hiring a defensive coordinator, hiring an offensive coordinator. Um, That'll be top of the list for Jim Harbaugh here going forward. Josh Gaddis in a text to his players kind of aired out some dirty laundry a little bit in terms of saying, you know, he feels like he didn't have quite the support from the administration that he wanted as well. Um, He said, uh, yeah, I, I, was told a different story to me about the very little appreciation I have here from the administration. In life, I would never advise anyone to be where they're not wanted. He advised that to his players as well on the way out, which is odd, unusual. You know, I thought it was a little weird, but uh, let's talk all about that. Chris, your initial reaction on, uh, you know, some some Sunday news.
0: You know what else it did? It confirmed what we'd been reporting all week, that Josh Gaddis was not next in line for the head coaching job at Michigan. Now, he didn't get the jobs that I think it was Virginia, right, Virginia and Duke where he mm-hmm. interviewed. And uh, so, but to assume, I guess, that you're going to get the Michigan job when you didn't get the Duke job and the, and the Virginia job, which on the pecking order, uh, maybe a little bit lower, especially coming off a Big Ten championship season and a playoff appearance. Um, and I think he knew it, though. And that's what we kind of said all week is that I think he understood that over the last several weeks that it was not his job and that he would not have been the first one in the pecking order, even on the internal staff think it was going to be Mike Hart or Sharon Moore. It wasn't going to be Josh Gaddis and people can speculate and give their reasons why, whatever, whether it's baggage, whether, you know, there was something in the vetting process that made them believe that Mike Hart and Sharon Moore were better options. So um, there's that, but, And, you know, for him, and I said this before, on, and I tweeted it, uh, he always treated us great. I thought he was great with the media guys. And when times got tough and maybe things that weren't his fault uh, materialized, he still took the bullets and tried his best to explain it. So I give him credit for that. I don't think it was in his best interest to go scorched earth on the way out of town. I don't think that he – I think he knew that his text would probably make it to the media and to Twitter, which is the devil's message board. If you didn't know it now, I certainly know it. (laughs) And, uh, but, uh, to me, that was probably a bad move on his part, but wish him well. I do believe Matt Weiss will be the next offensive coordinator at Michigan. Assuming Jim Harbaugh continues to mend fences between his staff, because it is clear at this point, AB and Clayton, that he's got some work to do there.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'll take it a step further. I mean, the fact that the dirty laundry text did get out, uh, that you're sending that to players at all. That just, it it does confirm everything of why, you know, it doesn't confirm everything why he wouldn't be the next head coach, but that's just not how you act on the way out the door. Cause then you start to sow the seeds of doubt within the players, if they're supported or not. And I just think that's, um, I'll stop short of calling it a lack of class, but it's certainly sour grapes. Um, You know, Michigan, they have their work, you know, Jim Harbaugh has his work cut out for him now because I and I think Clayton, you and I talked about this when we did the video the other day. You know, for as hard as they had to work to get everyone on the same page coming off the 2020 season, I think they have to work even harder now because now you have the trophy, but there are hurt feelings. It seems like there are factions. Who was going to go with Jim to Minnesota? Who wasn't? Um, you know, it's kind of you know. I really I don't like the energy going into the off season. I don't think it's as simple as oh you snap your fingers and oh well thank God Jim Harbaugh's back. We won a Big Ten title with him. Um, let's just run it back and get the band together. It's not going to be that simple. And to Jim's credit, um, you know, he came out and he went on the record saying, yeah, I was going to take the Minnesota job. And I think that was an important step for him in general, in, in terms of getting, maybe not the fan base on board, but just putting it out there and, you know, what his honest intentions were. He couldn't just show up back to the job. Like, you know, like the joke was always Chris, you know, uh, like George, after he quit his job on Seinfeld and just, Oh, well, you, you didn't, you know, that, you know, get my sense of humor. Um, right. yeah, this is, uh, this is not a good look for him. Um, you know, especially the inert, the initial Josh post Michigan, Josh Gaddis reaction went to the athletic and he said, you know, it was going to take something special for me to leave somewhere special. And I'm excited about the opportunity. That's probably the message that he should have stayed on. You know, now he's airing dirty laundry out to players. And I just, I think that's, um, that's low. And I'm kind of surprised by that because he didn't, Like you said, he's been so good with the media for so long and very transparent, honestly. Um, I'm surprised by that, but it just goes to show there were some hurt feelings. It was real. It wasn't manufactured drama, which is stuff we've heard the last several weeks on our end, obviously. But um, there are some real fences to men there. And I I think it will probably be Weiss. And, you know, really when you look at what the identity of that offense was, I mean, Josh Gattis had a part to play in all of that. They all did it. It was collaborative. The staff chemistry was high. I'm concerned about that now, but the identity, of, the identity of this team and why they were able to do what they did offensively last year, is because they mashed up front. So as long as they keep that intact, and as long as the quarterback, whoever it may be, continues to play efficiently and is put in positions to succeed, you know, I don't want to say this won't be a big loss, but um, you know, I just I don't buy the lack of uh, support. I mean, he was nominated for the Broyles Award. That's That's a respectable thing, in my opinion. Maybe he's talking more about Ward and the department and the boosters, but this is just a bad look on the way out the door. And and like it was last year, Michigan needs an all-hands-on-deck effort to get the train back moving. And if you're not on board, you have to get off of it right now because they have to start fixing this pretty quickly.
0: And, you know, the problem, and I'm going to throw this to you, Clayton, is that you had Matt Weiss, who was helping Jim Harbaugh, uh, two days before signing day, with his interview for the Minnesota Vikings, thinking he was going with him. Okay, number one. Number two. Then you've got guys that are thinking, "How come I'm not going?" Uh, you know. And here you are, instead of trying to maybe to secure some recruits late in the process. Two days before signing day, you're spending hours preparing to get out of town. So there's going to be some. We have to be some rebuilt trust there. And on top of that, you've got guys like Mike Hart that are now. You know, Angelique Chingelis of the Detroit News, and I'll say it again, best in the business if you look at her reporting on this. And she's very careful about what she does. You could probably take a lesson from her uh, about what she tweets and what she says. But um, she reported that the NFL will be interested in Mike Hart, too. So to me, that is step number one, two and three, Clayton, don't you think, going into these next couple of weeks?
1: Yeah, I, I was gonna bring up the Mike Hart tweet that that she had and was the first to you know kind of bring that up here uh, in terms of you know naming a name there. Uh, you know, we'd heard about a couple guys with you know potentially having exception with you know taking exception to all that went on in those days before signing day and how it all transpired. Obviously, um, and and I was kind of thinking about it, but you know, and I understand that there's gonna have to be some conversations there. Like they're gonna get have to get everybody back on the same page. But I was thinking about that too, where. If you look at Mike Hart, who who could potentially listen to NFL teams, and again we said it with Jim Harbaugh, I say it with Mike Hart as well. I wouldn't blame him either for you know hearing out his options and you know talking to people and having conversations. I feel like these coaches like they know the business a little bit, like like they know how this goes. I mean, Steve Klinkscale left his job at Kentucky last summer after spring ball there to come here. You know, the, the, so it's not totally crazy to me. Uh, from their standpoint, if you put yourself in their in their shoes to see all of this go down, um, at the same time, staff synergy is massive for this Michigan team. We saw it last year and how much they talked about it. That stuff was real. Mike McDonald was great friends with Josh Gaddis Ron Bellamy you know would say the same thing about the guys on the offensive. Uh, side of the ball it seemed like him and Sharon Moore were good for, you know like that was big in in building what Michigan built last season so I'm not downplaying that but I think that they can get over it I think they can and as Doug Skeen said uh, the other day on on your great podcast Chris with him and Angelique he said you know that the players will you know put this in their rear view if they really want to I think the coaches will as well um, you know if they can get some things figured out but th- then my next thought and you guys both brought up Matt Weiss as kind of the obvious guy to replace him. We said it a year ago when he got hired. He looked at his salary. He was higher paid than Sharon Moore, uh, the highest paid assistant without a co- you know, or coordinator in his title as a quarterback's coach, of course. Um, he seems to be an obvious replacement. He left the NFL to come here to Ann Arbor. He's been with the Harbaugh's for, I think, 15 years now. Sharon Moore is obviously a guy you're going to talk to a lot throughout this process. He's already your co-offensive coordinator and your offensive line coach. To me, if you're going to go internal, I think you do go with Matt Weiss because Tyrone Moore is so valuable as the offensive line coach and co coordinator, can serve in that role. He's one year in, he's still learning, but he's doing a hell of a job. I think you raise his salary, and we hear about the assistant coaching salary pool, how that's gonna go up. He's, you know, top of the list there in terms of raising the salary. Uh so Chris, your thoughts and then Anthony on, you know, potentially an internal hire here, which seems like the, the best bet.
0: Yeah, it'll be Weiss. Yeah, unless You know, they can't mend the fences here between the staff and everybody's like, you know, we don't want to work with this guy. I don't know why they would do that. But, uh, you know, either way, I think there will be some some hard feelings in a way. Um, That's number one. Number two, you don't mess around with the salaries of these assistants. And as a matter of fact, uh, I go in there and I don't care where the extra million bucks comes from or the extra one point five million. You make it happen and you get these guys paid and you say if you're Jim Harbaugh, you say, okay, I want you guys and I want to. Get back what the, the synergy that we had on last year's staff. I'm going to give you guys this amount of money. Mike Hart, you're going to be the associate head coach. You're going to be uh, given more duties, maybe run game coordinator or something like that. Sharon, you know how much I love you. Here's an extra $300,000. You know, I don't care if you have to make these guys the highest paid staff in the country. These guys did their jobs, and they earned their money this year. And to be sitting there and farting around like they have been with this contract, and I'm not saying – It's completely on ward manual, but this is nickel and dime crap that should not be going on right now. I'm getting a little worked up here, but make it happen for God's sake. And don't make this like a three ring circus that it looks like as of this point, because number one, your coach said and told people he was leaving to sign the Minnesota sign with the Minnesota Vikings. Right. So they were all assuming these coaches and we talked to one of them specifically said, he made it seem like it was a done deal and we were all in limbo and we had no idea. So he's got that fence to mend right there. Number two, then it all blows up on him. The Vikings were going to hire him. Something goes sideways in the interview. And now, yeah, you've got these fences to mend, mend them, do what it takes and do it quickly. Because as Don Canham said, Michigan's former athletic director never turn a one day story into a two day story. We're on day three here, fellows or day four. And it's only getting worse.
2: Chris, it's like day 40. I mean, this is, goes back to the end of the season. It's ridiculous. Um, and I think, you know, you get worked up about it, but I think everyone has a right to be worked up about it. Um, anyone who, you know, anyone who treats any of this as normal or, Oh, that's just Jim or that's just how Michigan does business just because that's how they operate. Doesn't mean it's the right way to do it. Um, this is like, it's a concern right now. Um, you know, like I said, I, I don't like the energy of any of it going into the offseason. And, you know, from the Gattis perspective, to bring it back to that and, you know, to feel like you inherently were deserving of the job. Um, you know, that goes back to the, you know, everyone's favorite quote from that last weekend in November. Uh, that's a born on third base type of mentality. Um, so there's a lot to sort out here. I mean, you know, forget about just the on-field stuff. I mean, this has to be Jim Harbaugh, this offseason last offseason was Jim Harbaugh's best coaching job of, you know, getting the players on board and, and cultivating a culture where those guys are going to push through all the crap. But now, you know, now it's happening with the leadership and with the coaching staff and, you know, it has to be his best offseason of getting his staff and his ducks in a row and all those guys on the same page. Cause they are these, these, you know, it's not as simple as just putting your, you know, pointing to the big 10 title banner or know putting your ring on the table and saying, hey this is what we did um there was a lot of damage done here and it's apparent that you know even if josh gaddis could be you know a minority in how he feels about this situation maybe an overwhelming amount of the staff feels differently and they're happy that jim's back but someone was slighted enough to kind of trash you on the way out the door and you got players involved now so that's where i mean this whole culture thing um It's a concern to me right now. And, you know, I wrote it in the column the other day, the easiest way to bypass all, not bypass it, but to plow through all of it is to get back to work and to keep winning. And that's ultimately what's going to be what decides all of this. But, you know, right now in February, for all the people that, you know, accuse, and it's not just us, they do it to other outlets to accuse people of clickbait and and drumming up drama. You're seeing it play out publicly. This is like, this is not normal and this is not the way it should operate. And, coming off of a big 10 championship season where you went to the college football playoff. um, Quite frankly, the way the situation has been handled by all parties is malpractice to be frank. It really is. And AB I'll
0: add this. You're almost, you you feel too close to it when you're getting these things from all sides, from the staff, from staff's family. And it's like, you know, when they're saying, Oh, you're manufacturing drama. These people don't know the half of it. Right. I mean, we can only report what we can report uh, responsibly and, uh, and it's been unbelievable. Some of the other things that we've heard, and I wanted to say two other things about the coaching staff. Number one, I think Ron Bellamy moves to wide receivers, which is a great move because obviously he played wide receiver. Uh, number two, there's been some back and forth now about whether or not Steve Klinkscale earned that co-defensive coordinator title. You know, whether it's always based on the regular season or is it? You know, what about the Georgia game? You know, now that puts him on the other side of maybe in the top 25 where he needed to be to be co-defensive pointer. Well, that's the talk. And so you better not screw around there either, because that guy is an unbelievable coach and he needs to be made. It needs to be announced. I don't care when or how and what kind of raise he's going to get. Don't mess with that up guys, because that needs to be done. And as it is, uh, you should be doing everything. This is not the time to, to go down Canham with all due respect to Don Canham. Uh, He was one of the cheaper athletic directors in the country when he was in Michigan paying people. You can't do it now. That shows bad faith when you're sitting here trying to fix something that is clearly on the verge of breaking.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Yeah. um, I was reading this contract the other day. I went back and looked. It's regular season. End of the regular season. Okay. And they were in the top 25. So, yeah, but I'm however, not... No, no, I know. I, I'm saying... Yeah do it and and that's what it that's yep. what it was I mean I did look at that last week okay um yep. and it was the end of the regular season maybe they're saying Big Ten Championship but they also held Iowa to, to near nothing yeah. through the I air think,
0: so I think that there are some uh rumblings uh that okay it's not the slam dunk that maybe we all think it is maybe there's some fine print I don't know what stats they're looking at and I really don't give a crap what the stats are it's why, like saying, why is
2: that not to interrupt you but why is that even a yeah. consideration i mean it's, I don't it's the nickel and dime absolute, stuff exactly. it's, it's bad taste. right
0: exactly that's exactly my point so that had better not be an issue if that is the case that had better not be an issue but that guy is one of the up-and-comers in this profession who is uh, valuable was unbelievably valuable to fixing the culture of this program you know who else was mike hart and sharon moore and uh, all those guys that they brought in. So it is time, guys, to reward these guys for the season that they had, and that's it. That's all I got to say about that.
1: One last quick point to bring up, uh, and before we do, I just want to calm down for a second and talk about something we all love, Manscaped, which is just a great, great sponsor, our great (laughs) partner. And I actually want to read you guys a poem. Chris, I just want you to calm down a little bit. Roses are red, violets are blue. Don't Don't let a wild pube wreck you. So Valentine's Day is just around the corner. I think it's, what, in like a week or something like that. Valentine's Day coming up. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion. This V-Day, it's time to join the 4 million men worldwide, including us three uh, who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code 20GOBLUE for 20% off plus free shipping. Uh, We just got our number one product from manscaped in the lawnmower 4.0 performance package that has been great so far valentine's day coming up as well so wanted to take that quick break and make sure we got that in um and i know both these guys we've talked at length before just about how much we love that product so 20 go blue for 20 percent off plus free shipping go ahead Yeah, I'm going to
0: cut like a heart shape in my my body here in all the different areas with my little device. So it's been <laughs> the little device being the manscaped thing, to be clear.
1: Right. Tool. Right. We Can got we talk you. It, for a
2: second about how Clay is by far like the best raider of that read. Because I I, 100%. 100%. I still stutter through it. <laughs> you gotta we do, do six levels in, through six it. Six takes You do awesome stuff. Six
0: takes it took me with Skeen and we we had to keep uh, <laughs> but it's fantastic. You know what? And Skeen said, I think these guys are screwing with you with these reads. Yeah. And they may well but uh but I think it gets the point across that A, it's worth us doing it. Uh, because I'll be honest, it's a it is, it's a great product, man. So
1: it is. Yep. Um, last point I wanted to talk about, because this is important. This is, you know, Jim Harbaugh came back on Thursday morning and, you know, I wrote a a piece, his to-do list, you know, number one, after mending some fences, having open conversations with the staff and the players and all that. Number two was hire a defensive coordinator. Still hasn't done that. Now it would be very quick if he would have had one over the weekend. I, you know, I think this next week is going to be huge for both the coordinator spots, but Chris, you kind of mentioned some of that shuffling. So Ron Bellamy could potentially go back to wide receivers coach, the spot he was brought here to coach. He was getting ready for spring ball last year. Uh, You know, unbelievable. It tells you so much about not only his character, but his coaching chops that he was able to switch and just start coaching safeties. And he did a great job with them last year, by the way. Um, He could potentially move over. Matt Weiss, let's say he's promoted. He's, you know, potentially still the quarterback's coach or not. Jim Harbaugh was involved there a lot. Last season as well, he was originally last year going to be the quarterbacks coach until he brought Matt Weiss on. So he's made some out-of-the-box moves and things like that. We know that that can happen again. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on this defensive coordinator hire? Looks like Jesse Minter, the Vanderbilt defensive coordinator and former Baltimore Ravens D-backs coach, is the favorite at this point. Um, he, he has, like I said, has that DB acumen as well. So you could go you know, pair him with Klink. Um, and all of that, I guess there's a lot of moving parts here, especially if Bellamy's back on the move, which by the way, I think would be a great idea. I think that wide receiver room has so much talent and, and youth and guys that are so enthusiastic, but they just kind of need a little bit more guidance, like a specific position coach. That's not the coordinator. Uh, it's such an important position. So what do you guys kind of think on that whole front?
0: Yeah, someone in the building said that Larry Foote initially said no, Tampa Bay linebackers coach. So, uh, you know, they can still continue to work on him. So you don't go out and put out a report that says he said no. You know, the difference with the Jim Harbaugh report is that three people said, you know, this is, you know, he's going out there to sign a contract, which he clearly was. Um, maybe you come back to foot with more money. But in my opinion, Minter, in some ways, even makes more sense because he's run Mike McDonald's defense. We're familiar with it, uh, the defense that they ran at Baltimore. So it's easier. They're looking for somebody maybe with a little more collegiate experience was the word that we had heard. And he checks those boxes. Anybody that's holding him against him, what happened at Vanderbilt this year, uh, you know, a bottom tier SEC school, um, you can't do that. You just can't. So uh, if that were the case and so you went, uh, you judged john beeline by his first year at michigan or something right so just doesn't work you need the talent you need the talent. harbaugh's so two-year win at
1: stanford you know jim harbaugh
0: exact <laughs> two win season exactly yeah. or so whatever it was yeah you don't yeah so you don't you just don't do it and um so to me that one kind of makes some sense there i love ron bellamy and everything he brings to this program i think he is the epitome of michigan man some people view that as a a Pejorative, which it clearly is not uh, to him or to the people who understand what it means or what it's supposed to mean. So uh, I think that's a great move. But I think with a guy like Minter, you got to see what's happening with the rest of the staff first. So again, that to me is get those things taken care of. Now, if you do promote Weiss, then you have another opening for a position coach, guys. And then you have to decide where you want him. You know, is he going to be an outside linebacker's coach? Do they come back to? Ryan Osborne and say, okay, you know, we want you to help coach, uh, you know, outside linebackers, you know, cause he is going to Baltimore. So um, that wouldn't stun me, you know, uh, or will cause, because mentor um, also coached safeties last year. So maybe you break them up again. So it'll be very fascinating to see how it plays out. But again, the point here being that needs to happen as soon as possible fellas.
2: Yeah. I'm with you on all that. I mean, you have to get your affairs in order in house first before, I mean, if I'm a defensive coordinator candidate, I don't want to, I don't want to touch Michigan, honestly, until I see what's kind of going down there behind the scenes. I mean, I mean, if Michigan offers you a boatload of money, that makes a lot of difference. But um, the first thing I pound the table for here is again on Steve scale. I mean, that guy came in after spring football last year, you know, up and moved to a new school, you know, in May. And, you know, like I said, if Michigan administration that seems to be the um the theme of the day here if he's going to get nickel and dimed i think that's that's wrong and, and to be frank if he was off put by that and wanted to look around i wouldn't blame him for it so you need to get that i mean those those defensive backs were so i mean the pass rush helped but those guys were so so good this past year so steady i should say i mean not not elite but very steady and dj turner took a huge step this year and you know they need those guys to get better and to be coached up because they're gonna be pretty young so I'd get that sorted out first. Um, again, I like, I like the idea of anyone just being the dedicated wide receivers coach. I think the biggest wart on, on the three years that Josh Gaddis spent here was that, I mean, let's, let's be honest, guys, 2019, they wasted probably arguably one of the most talented wide receiver rooms that Michigan has ever had. These guys were out there blocking down the field and running wind sprints. And you know, at least two of them are NFL guys. So, um, and, you know, they it was a pick your poison this year, but they didn't really have a guy. And I think there's way too much talent in there for there not to be two or three guys that emerge as a, a solid core of wide receivers. So I like the idea of Bellamy moving there. You figure out the stuff on the defensive end. I mean, you move Bellamy over and then the new defensive coordinator can put the touches back there he wants to put back there. But um, other than that, like I said, it just, it feels like if they can just get past, you know, we talk about when you go on the road in college basketball. You just weather the, the first eight minutes of the game or the first, you know, till the first TV timeout. They can just find a way to weather this storm without the boat taking on more water. Uh, Cause it's been, a, I mean, it has been a rough week overall, rough look for everything that's gone down. I think things will stabilize and they'll be okay. But um, yeah, this was a, this is the end of what has been a, you know, kind of just a, not a great look for either side of Michigan or its coaches or its assistants this whole week.
1: Yep. And I I do want my last thought is just when you look at, you know, calling this chaos or whatever it is going on behind the scenes, like, I don't think we can necessarily just point to the Josh Gaddis thing and say that that is like some big example of why, you know, Jim Harbaugh coming back isn't going to work. You know, he when he got on that plane, he was doomed. It seems to be, and Chris, you were all over this for, even they' were taking heat from it from you know whatever angle, and it turns out, obviously, as you mentioned earlier, it's hundred percent factual that Josh Gaddis was told that he wouldn't be a candidate by Ward Manuel in the you know athletic department. That seems to be you know the the shot that he took, not necessarily with, I guess exactly you know specifically the football building. so I think I, I do want to just separate those two things. Um, we still know, as we discussed with Klinkscale and all these different things. There's layers to that too that Jim Harbaugh's got to figure out, um, but I guess I just kind of wanted to separate those two things. But anything else from you guys before we wrap it up? We covered a lot of ground. I think you know it's helpful to kind of talk did. through all the all the craziness.
0: Both of the columns you guys wrote, I thought, were spot on and great work. Some of your best work, and uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to moving ahead, man. I want this behind us so that we can concentrate on spring ball and position battles and, and everything else. And I'm guessing that J- that's where Jim Harbaugh is too.
2: No doubt. Yeah. My final message would just be pay everyone and turn the page. That's it, it really Amen. just comes down to that. Um, this is ridiculous. And it's like we said before, it's not manufactured drama. It's a soap opera playing out in real time that doesn't need to happen, quite frankly. And and I said this in my column. Um, nobody gets in Michigan's way more than Michigan does. If they just put this behind them, get out of your own way, truck forward with the same, you know, enthusiasm and energy and and you know, everyone being on the same page that last year's was, you have a pretty good darn good football team coming back this year. So uh, I liked what Skeen said on the podcast you guys did where the players are going to determine that, but I got to be honest. I mean, a lot of guys are seeing finding stuff out on Twitter and, and seeing stuff play out in real time needed to write by those guys too, and just put it all behind you, get to work. And they have a big Ten title to defend like that's getting lost in all of this. So it's time to just put all that crap aside and move forward onward people on the board are tired of us saying that but onward that's the word of the day onward it is you got it
1: no doubt and speaking of paying people if they want to venmo me i'll release the uh, blooper reel of ballast and Skiing trying to read off the manscape thing from a few <laughs> months ago which was one of the funnier things i've ever seen so yeah hit me up on venmo with that payment pay everybody's a great message Uh, And we will see everyone next time. Check out our $1 deal at TheWolverine.com. Still live an entire year. It'll get you through next year's coaching drama too. Maybe, I guess, at this point. So just uh, go and do that right now at TheWolverine.com.